0: Agents Podcasts. This episode of Lab Code Agents Podcast is brought to you by LinkU. That's L-I-N-K. The letter U. LinkU increases your referrals and conversions with automated and personalized digital follow-up. LinkU's ultimate follow-up machine and done-for-you follow-up services can save you time, money and energy by putting your follow-up on autopilot and that's something we all need this is how you get in front of your soi and past clients and all different types of leads to get that consistency that you've been looking for you want to learn more then you've got to attend one of their webinars hosted by LinkU's ceo and my friend wesley rocha where he reveals his follow-up secrets and the fastest way to double your real estate business. You can register now at www.FollowUpLab.com. Trust me, this is not something you want to miss. Register now at FollowUpLab.com.
1: Lab Coat Agents, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Coat Agents podcast. And today we're going to go deep on something that we don't typically talk about, especially not on this podcast, especially not in real estate. I feel like this is a topic that most agents actually hide from. And our guest today is gonna help us all understand how it applies to our business. And I'm going to say this, uh, so our our guest today, first of all, let me just give a quick little intro and then continue with my little monologue here. His name is Jack Tompkins, and he owns a firm called the Pineapple Consulting Firm, which is a company, as I already mentioned, that turns data into visualizations, helps business owners and entrepreneurs and businesses just basically understand their data and then use it effectively in their business. But I'm going to tell you, Jack. You don't know this. Uh, you, I vet obviously all of our podcast guests, and everybody comes to us from different angles. And some are podcast, you know, kind of like agencies that get that get people on podcasts. And this one, I actually usually it's very simple. It's like got it, love it, love the guest, bring it on, let's go schedule it. In your case, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I understand the correlation or how this is going to apply to real estate, so. Tell me more. And then we respond. I, and I did it a couple of times, actually. I kind of challenged him a little bit. And I don't know if that got back to you, Jack. But so with that said, no pressure. Welcome to the show, Jack Tompkins.
2: Thank you very much, Jeff. Yeah, I love the intro. And yeah, let's get the hard-hidden questions. Um, Perfect. Appreciate you
1: having me as well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, let's start with the way we always start, which is let's let our audience get to know who the heck you are. So, you know, where do you, where do you come from? First of all, where are you geographically? And then, uh, you know, how'd you come up in business and what led you to where you are today?
2: Yeah. So I'm located uh, currently in Charlotte, North Carolina, which huge real estate place right now. It's It's just insane. If you see a house and you like it, you better buy it that day kind of thing. (laughs) Um, I'm originally from Connecticut, which is pretty much the opposite from a real estate perspective. And I grew up kind of in the corporate world, uh, professionally grew up in the corporate world, working with insurance, uh, a lot with homeowners insurance, actually, was an analyst in a couple different capacities and really liked that kind of work, but it wasn't fulfilling my entrepreneurial bug. So I kind of said, all right, I'm really good at this analytical stuff but I'm not helping the little guy. So is there a market for that? So I kind of tested it out and hence Pineapple Consulting was born. And the goal now is like you said, Jeff, just kind of uh, let the data talk to the clients, put into nice visuals for them, whether it's CRM data, financial data, whatever it is, just make the data much easier to
1: understand. So before we get into the most logical question uh, that I'm gonna ask, okay, how does this apply? let's let's backtrack a little bit. So you had corporate uh, upbringing and just business in general. I know I had read that you were in in insurance, I believe, at one time. So tell us mm-hmm. a little bit more about your background so we have a little bit of context.
2: Sure. yeah. so it was um it was a company called the Hartford Insurance, if anybody's familiar, went through sort of a leadership development program there. It was a great program, loved it, and went through and did a lot of different stuff from really, really in the weeds data work and and getting into some data warehouse stuff and all that scary nonsense. Um, and also to the uh, financial side and, and the projection side, along with other kind of lead and partnership teams and and fun stuff like that. But obviously we're talking about data today, so I'll stick on that track. The financial piece was, was definitely my favorite and that was kind of sprinkled throughout most of my career um, in the corporate world. So I worked in uh, product management, which is basically sort of the quarterback of the, of the whole team. You've got sales, pricing, product, etc., And the product kind of drives the decisions. So that is a very data-driven organization where we look at the data, we say, okay, we're selling great in this area. Our price is too high in this area. Let's adjust accordingly. Obviously it gets a whole lot deeper than that, but that is the stuff that I really liked kind of going into the numbers and. I'm a financial nerd. I can dig apart an income statement and all that good stuff, but it was still kind of boring just looking at the black and white piece of paper. So I started building these views. It was just kind of charts and graphs and stuff. And that's what I really liked doing. It was a combination of the data and putting it into really digestible forms that formed kind of my niche in the corporate world while I still had that role. And then I I kind of took those exact same skills and now use them for small businesses with Obviously, different data, but uh, has huge impacts for the small business world.
1: So, when, and I'm, we're going to get very deep on how this relates to real estate, but I just have one more general question. So, when you designed the business, what was it designed for? So, I get it, right? You take the data from the PL and then put it in charts and graphs, but why? Like, why does somebody reach out to you and say, this is why I need your services, Jack?
2: It's, a, it's kind of a lot of what the example I was just going through with like the income statement. So I do a lot of what I like to call kind of secondhand selling. So business coaches, bookkeepers, um, things like that. Folks who know that the data has to be consulted in some fashion, but for the example of like a business coach, they have to get their clients to understand what is happening and showing them boring looking income statement just doesn't really work. So then they come to me and they say, can we make this stand out more? Can we make this automated a bit too so I don't have to spend four hours manually copying and pasting? And let's put it into something that anybody can digest. So in the real estate world, it would almost be like the real estate agent talking to the prospective home buyer, showing them $500,000 house, yeah, they get it. But if there's a range on it, or if they go into, if it's an investment property, it's a whole lot easier to understand when you see the big green arrow saying, this is gonna go up by 5% a year. And it's that sort of time-saving and just ease of understanding uh, that drives people towards me. I know a lot of people are in Excel every day, real estate is very much included in there you know, to an extent. And a whole lot of people just don't like doing it and that's perfectly fine. There's a whole lot to do in Excel. And if you know the full capabilities of Excel, you know, there's good stuff in there, but you don't want to spend the time manually copying and pasting or or whatever it is. Then they come and knock on my door and say, Hey, we want to get from point A to point B. Don't really care how let's just make it quick
1: and let's make it understandable. So as it then relates to real estate, let's go deep into the weeds here and let's let's digress to the very basics. And I, I assume I'm going to have some listeners right now, whether they don't do anything with data, they just go out, try to find buyers and sellers, sell home, take commission check and go redo it again, right? And then there's probably going to be other people on the other side of the spectrum that are like, ooh, yes, stats, data, love it, spreadsheets, you name it. Uh, which by the way, I am one of those guys. I love diving into PNLs and I love dialing into data. I've always been, i have always loved sports handicapping for that reason. <laughs> I think more because of the nerdy side of it, not because I think I'm gonna actually make money. It's just fun, right? It's like right. a game. So let's talk about why and what data a real estate agent should be a track. So let's start very basic. Like what is it that a realtor should always be tracking and then let's get into what they can do with it once they track it and how it can help them with their business. Perfect.
2: Yeah, I'm going to start with sort of two examples. One is something that they definitely do is just, just track prices. Track home prices, whether it's commercial or residential, doesn't really matter. Track the prices. See what's going on. See what areas are doing well. Spot the trends. And that is a big thing that is universal. Using the data to spot trends. So if you are in a certain county, a certain, a certain street, doesn't matter, and you see prices are going up ever so slightly, is that a trend? Is that something worth diving into and paying attention to? The data is going to help guide you there. There's a thing that I talk about a lot. It's combining the art of the gut instinct and the science of the data. So if you're a real estate agent and you're out looking at a house and you say, that's a beautiful house and it's right next to another beautiful house. The price tag will probably reflect it. When you combine that, just like, ah, it's such a nice neighborhood with the data telling you that, okay, prices are going up. Or in the case where prices are staying stagnant, you kind of question it. We have so many beautiful homes, but why aren't the prices going up? And the data kind of guides you in that direction. So that's number one, just kind of track the prices and, and use your gut instinct along with it. It's, it's not one or the other. It's, it's absolutely a combination. The second thing I would mention from a data perspective is using customer relationship managements and CRMs. I talked to a a real estate uh, uh, agent who is a commercial real estate agent, and I think he had five or six different CRMs. And and I know that's not totally crazy because I know a lot of them, a lot of different agents have a lot of different leads come from a lot of different areas. Getting all of that data into one place makes your life so much easier and it's There's a bit of automation in there, but we don't have to go down that track. We don't want to having data in a bunch of different areas is okay. Having it in one area is very, very nice, very easy, very helpful. So that's, that's the big two I would, I would put out there.
1: Okay. Well then let's go down the rabbit hole of each one. And so let's talk about uh, when it comes to tracking prices and spotting trends. So Logically, right? Of course, you're going to study these, you know, these these CMAs, and you're going to study the reports so you can be the authority to your potential client. Uh, That's logical. I think everybody knows that. But I think a lot of agents probably just dive into each market or neighborhood or area based upon a transaction or a potential opportunity. Uh, So, what what would somebody like you? So let's just say an agent says, "All right, I'm intrigued, uh, but what am I going to do differently with you versus what I'm already doing?" Right. Well, so there's there's two pieces there. I think one is
2: this is an area where you might not necessarily need somebody like me, which is great because real estate is one of those industries where there are so many good tools out there that do a lot of the work for you. You just have to kind of acknowledge it. So. They do, a lot of the tools, like I said, kind of do what I do. So it's putting it into that easy format. Why should they pay attention to it? Well, aside from the obvious logical things you were just mentioning, Jeff, it's, it's a very nice visual for a prospective buyer as well. So again, I'll go back to here. This, this home is $500,000. And if you show that the three streets around it have all shown increases of 9 10%, that's great. And you show the trend over time and you show the expected trend in the future, whether they want to use it as an investment or not. I think in a lot of cases, most people do view real estate um, as an investment, whether it's just a home or sort of shuffling assets from the bank account to the, to the house, if you will, showing that projection of where this property could go um, I, it's it's a really nice thing for people to grab onto and get hooked. And if you're their agent that brings them that, it's, oh, geez, this is so nice. Like I had all those numbers floating in my head, but seeing it, it makes it so much easier.
1: so what does that? What does that mean? Uh, and and I, I get it. We're not this is this is audio typically with a podcast. You can't show them examples. So try to explain to them what that means versus just getting, a chart from their MLS showing sales, right? So what does it look like?
2: So it looks like it's a good it's a good point with um the chart from the MLS. Let's use that example. So you can kind of point out, right? So the chart from the MLS, sort of the typical plain paper type view. If you throw some uh I just call it like indicators on it. So it's Sort of a bar graph in each price. You can see, I won't use my hands because we're on an audio podcast here. But um, if it's five hundred dollars, fills up half of the bar, and a million shows up or a million fills up the entire sheet of the price, then you don't really have to look at the numbers that much. You just kind of look at the bar graph and you say, "Okay, this one's the most. This one's the least." So that's sort of the basic concept of how the visuals just bring things to life. When you go a little bit deeper and you put all of those into a geographic map, then you can get into all sorts of fancy things. So home prices by zip code, for example. If uh, the average home price in one area is really high, you can make it a bright green. And if it's really low, you can make it a dark red. and You, sh- you can sort of just create this map for people to guide their eyes of here's where a good investment might be here's where you might want to live here's a place that you definitely don't want to live so it's sort of just using those colors and whether it's whether it's the geographic map whether it's a bar graph of prices it leads the customer's eyes whether they're financially savvy or love finances whatever it is it leads them to the right area that you can kind of use as the jumping off point for your conversation
1: I love that. And I think that brings back, that brings some context to this conversation, which is, and let me relate it to mortgage because everybody knows that I'm in mortgage and we use a platform called mortgage coach, which does kind of a similar thing where it takes we as loan officers now, because mortgage is insanely boring and very complicated when it gets to breaking down numbers and and how do you drive a, a payment on a 15 year versus a 30 versus this rate versus that rate. Right. And it takes it and puts it into this pretty uh, you know, kind of form where we can then put like three side by side and it breaks it down and you can follow along. This is a little bit different, but I think as an agent, I mean, the point is the same. As an agent, what you're not thinking about, and I think I can safe to say most agents aren't thinking about this. When you go to a listing presentation, for example, or you're meeting with a buyer to, to, to try to, to show them why this might be a good investment, a good place to buy, you're giving them the chart that is chocked full of data, which uses acronyms like, you know, days, D-O-M for days on market that a buyer or seller has no idea what that means. And you just assume, and, and let's, by the way, most agents probably can't even read uh, that report <laughs> clearly, like, you know, like like somebody who's really advanced because it's, it's just a bunch of data. And if you're not a data-driven mind, it's not that easy. I think what Jack's saying is, is that you, you're literally going to almost dumb this down to put it into a pretty looking uh, you know, a presentation to make it more digestible and understandable for the common person who's not looking at this data every single day, which will make you stand out, which is important, right? That's you're always looking to, for differentiators. And I think that's kind of the point, right?
2: That's exactly right. Yeah, it's it's sort of getting it down to the basics, and um, call it dumbing it down. Call it just making it easier, whatever you want to call it. That that is the end goal of here. I don't care if you love this stuff and the DOM and all the other acronyms, or you hate it. Everybody can understand this, and everybody. I think I think the statistic is like sixty five percent of people are visual learners. I think that's a bit a little bit low, because mm-hmm. if somebody sees a giant red X on the screen everybody's going to understand what that means. Yeah.
1: I don't care how old we are when we read books, books with pictures in them. I don't care if you're 75, 45 or five, Mm -hmm. your eyes are drawn to pictures, right? And so versus versus text. And so I I think that's a good point. So if you can, before we move over to the CRM piece, because I think that's very important. If I'm an agent, and let's use a listing as an example. Unless you you choose, I don't care, buyer or, or listing. But I could see this being probably more used on a listing side, where I you know let's just say I've I've got an opportunity to earn a listing, and I'm going to go in and, and give them my 25 point marketing presentation, blah blah blah, like everybody else. Hopefully you you've learned enough through this podcast. You have differentiators, but now we're going to add <laughs> another one to it. What data would you take? put into a graph for that listing and how would it look like give, give our listener a visual here.
2: Yeah. One of the things that I like a lot is sort of putting out a range and this, this already might be in some folks um, and it might not be in others, but it's a really nice range of think of sort of like a minimum, a maximum and an average. And in between the minimum maximum, there's a nice little call like a transparent blue bar with the middle being the average. And it's this nice black line. So with the listing example, you can have that visual of, okay, here is my sort of expected range, there's no way I'm going below the minimum. There's no way I'm going above the maximum. I can expect something around the average. All that is very logical and definitely things that people think about, but as you put that into that bar with the black line in the middle it just kind of sums everything up so that's that's one I would give with the give give the range another one I would say so in
1: other words on that first example in other words to uh, to show to a potential seller because everybody thinks their house is worth the most right right <laughs> um, so in other words it's to give them that visual to show them that listen if we go above this, the odds of us selling are very, very, so it's just to give them a visual of where the price point should be to hopefully help channel them into that price range, right?
2: Right, exactly. Yeah. And again, it's something that people think about and and to your point, Jeff, everybody knows that or everybody thinks that my house is worth the best on on the lot kind of thing, but there's something that really sets it in and makes that conversation easier for you as the listing agent. Uh, Look, here's the realistic range that we're dealing with. Let's stick within the blue bar. So that's that's definitely one I would use. Another one would be, this could be a variety of different visuals, but it's sort of the projection. And it's really nice to say this is going to grow 9% a year, right? Um, In Charlotte, where I am, uh, I have a few friends that uh, are averaging about 9% a year, which is awesome. Now, 9% a year is great. Everybody knows that's a nice number. When you put that into, let's say, a bar graph, and you say, okay, you buy it today for a million dollars. And then next year, that graph gets a little bit higher. And then it's compounding. So the graph keeps getting higher. And in five years, you're dealing with a bar that is significantly bigger than the initial bar. And I'm not putting numbers to that for a good reason, because a lot of people will just look at that size of the bar and say, oh man, this is too cool. Then you can put the actual quantities on it and sort of have that, sink in a little bit more of you're gonna pocket an extra i don't know what nine percent over five years would be but that would be the value of your of your investment today the numbers associating with the bar graph it it ties it nicely together so that's that's another one that I would put in there of just showing that generic increasing line gets a lot of people excited and it's something that's very familiar to people so people are going to latch onto it
1: I love it. I love it. And and I, I want to get to this at some point. But first, I want to get into the CRM piece of it. But but I want to kind of uh, just ask, like, with everything that you're discussing here, and like I said, we we actually do subscribe to a platform. It's called Mortgage Coach on the Mortgage Side that does this for you. In other words, you enter the data, it spits it out into this pretty, uh, you know, much more visually stimulating piece that it's- makes it easier to you know it makes it easier to understand for the the borrower right does your does the pineapple consulting firm does does the platform or does uh do you have you know like like a service or something that where where it works like that where you where you subscribe to something you put the data in and it spits it out into a pretty graph is that what is that that's exactly right yeah awesome awesome well, let's i, say- I want to get to it but i want to yeah. talk about the crm piece first because I think that's very important. I mean, I think that's that's another piece of the real estate world that, you know, you you're all grabbing the the MLS data and just showing up and going through it with your buyer or seller and they're confused. They trust you but they're confused. It would be it would only help your cause if you had something more visually stimulating, but when it comes to a CRM, I think we're probably talking more about for them, right? Yes. Like how do you use your first of all do you have the CRM? Okay. That's, that's problem, problem, or, or, you know, proposition number one, number two, are you using the CRM? Another big question. So tell our audience, like how this applies now to operating in your CRM. Yeah. So the reason I gave the
2: the CRM versus, versus the first example is you have the one internal, the one external, as I like to call it. So to your point, Jeff, the one that's for you as the agent. So, this is where you're dealing with, everybody's got a whole bunch of leads, right? That's that's not the hard part. Conversions is obviously the hard part. So putting putting the data from the CRM into something visual, and this doesn't even have to be bar graphs or things like that. You could simply make it red, yellow, green. And we'll start, we'll start kind of basic in this rabbit hole that we're going down is the red, yellow, green. This one is... Unlikely to join on, so it's red. This one could be, so it's yellow. This one's green. I need to focus on it. Something as basic as that is going to help you with your day to day because you got a million things to do. You got people to call, you got houses to see. If you could just take five seconds, look and say, okay, boom, these 10 people are green, contacted, contacted, need to contact. Okay, good. That's a really nice thing that's going to save you a whole bunch of time instead of searching through and Sorting it alphabetically and then trying to remember their name and and all this other stuff. Just Let's just call it red, yellow, green, need to talk to. So
1: it's almost like an ABC, right? Yeah. Got it. All right, perfect. Carry on.
2: So that's number one. Now you could go sort of one step deeper. And you'll notice we're not really dealing with crazy data here, even in the other example too. This is all data that you probably have at the ready. It's just putting it in a nice format. Mm -hmm. So you've got the red, yellow, green. Now you can go one layer deeper. When was the last time you contacted them? Maybe you want to contact them every day, every week, every month, whatever the right cadence is for that client. You can just mark that down. You could do a drop down, you could write down 30 days, whatever it is. And if you're close to hitting that mark, maybe you get some sort of warning there. So you you got somebody who's in the green, right? Probably going to convert or at least want them to convert and they're coming up, it's day 28, and you're trying to contact them every 30 days, whatever the right uh, numbers are. That can be an indicator that you can flash up. You can say, all right, if I'm less than a week away from when I wanna contact them next, and I still haven't contacted them, it's time to prioritize that. So make some sort of indicator there. And, and that could be just red flashing light, what, you know, whatever it is. A lot of this is dealing, if you download the data into Excel, you could do this with a lot of different CRms out there. I know there's a million for for the real estate specifically. All of them have some sort of function where it'll bring your attention to what you want or to that prospect that you that you want to contact or need to contact.
1: interesting. Okay. so I guess I don't know if I would call this an objection, but but a lot of CRMs have triggers in place. They have these. Mm-hmm you know again assuming you're using it why is it that somebody would necessarily need these graphs more so than just what they're using within their CRM which is that trigger that that is that, that basically is a reminder that mm-hmm. hey this a lead you emailed or you set up automation or whatever now you know a, a lot of CRMs have like that dashboard that has kind of this review of this is what you need to be doing this is what you right. need to do today How does this? How does what you're suggesting either complement it, or how does it replace it, or what are you suggesting?
2: So there's, it's very similar, and I'm glad you brought it up, Jeff, because it's it's quite similar. And for the folks that don't have it, you need it. I think that's that's kind of point number one. Uh, Point number two is, I'm a big fan. At least in my business, the real estate agents that I talk to in my area, probably all of them uh, across the country. Obviously the personal touch is key. That's a huge piece of it. And so if you want to make your personal touches your own and make them unique to you, and you want to go one step above the automatic triggered outreach, you have, or you don't have to, but you can make your data sort of that own, that personalized touch to it too. So you can do this in CRMs as well and you can write notes on them, and I'm sure most people do, and you can have things flag for you. So, okay, so I'm, I'm less than a week out and I need to contact them. Maybe that means I need to do a personal call to them and I'm gonna use this feature that they, or this thing that they told me they just got a new dog or whatever. Bringing that to the surface with a visual indicator, it can be done in a lot of CRMs. It is, to your question, Jeff, it's, it's more of a compliment to the CRM so it's kind of making it your own while using the data and the tools that you already have.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong I, you know and so I'm thinking through this as we're as you're talking and that is it almost seems like this would be really good from a CRM perspective for two two purposes. maybe not if you're an individual agent just working on your own and you already have this CRM who does this for you, you don't necessarily need to put it into a graph if you're already executing. but as someone who runs a team, uh, if you have a team, wh- whether it's two people or 10 people or a hundred people, like that, that's where I feel like this would really come into play. If you own a brokerage, it's a no-brainer. Like you can take the data from the CRM, plop it into a platform like this, right? And and then it's going to plop out the data. So when you're having that meeting, it's easy to just go through and review and say, look, look, Sally, this is where this is where you are, this is what you're missing. Joe, this is this is where you are. This is what you're missing this is how you compare to your cart co- right is that is that one way that you see it being used i love that that's
2: perfect yeah the team dynamic is huge and it, it for the manager it brings to light um almost like who's doing well who who needs to reach out more you know whatever kind of metrics that they want to track that is a great way to use it yes absolutely
1: do you have any examples of so do you have clients you have real estate clients at one real estate client at the moment. And what are they doing with, uh, what are they doing with Pineapple?
2: Um, We're doing some uh, sort of financial projection type stuff. So it's kind of more in the first example that we used and we're going into, so obviously he's got a whole bunch of software. He wants some customized sort of metrics that he wants to follow. And it's it's a bit more than just, what is the price in this area? It's, um, it gets a little bit deeper. Into what is uh, he, he's he's a he's a math guy, so uh, we get into things like GDP, local GDP, and how is that growing? How does real estate compare to that? he He's trying to make things uh, kind of be more digestible as an investment as he presents it to to uh, his prospective clients.
1: So is this particular person a individual agent? Do they own a brokerage?
2: Just an individual, yeah.
1: And you, so, correct me if I'm wrong here, but are they looking to – it sounds to me like he is presenting or he's trying to create data to investors. Is that, yes. what, is that his target? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's, that's yeah. a, good, it's a good way to look at it.
2: Yeah, it's kind of neat. And um, we're, we're putting stuff into a software called Tableau, um, which is a data visualization tool. It's, some people call it like Excel on steroids. Not quite accurate, but for lack of a better phrase, it works. And it's putting in everything – into this very investor centric dashboard. That's pretty
1: neat. Awesome, so is it something that like when somebody comes to you with this idea like this particular gentleman did, you build it kind of from scratch based around what they want or do you take something that you already have and say, oh yeah, we have that already. This is great, this is, this is where we'll plug it in.
2: It's Much more option one, they come to me with the idea and I mold it to their custom uh, specs.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So let's let's. I mean, that's perfect segue into that conversation. So, I, I don't even know of anything that exists like this, and maybe you do um, in the real estate world that allows an agent outside of what the CRMs do for them, uh, the dashboards and the CRMs, which may be perfectly sufficient. I think this is kind of like next level stuff on the the date on the CRM side. I think when it comes to the tracking of the prices and, and the listing presentations, that's a whole nother conversation. And I think that's just an overachieving conversation of do I want to be different? Right. Uh, b- but tell us about the platform now. Tell us about the um the software or whatever, what is it? Um and what does it do? And how would I take it now and and use it?
2: So my stuff generally is there's no there's no super secret software or secret sauce or anything like that. I use Excel a lot. That's that's my that's my huge secret. Um, the other one that I mentioned, Tableau, is uh, it's meant for it's meant for big data and kind of connecting to a bunch of different sources and automatically updating. So in the real estate market, that um, sort of the easy example is you can grab things and have it update daily. So you get the new price of the day and you get the new whatever you want for the day. That's really all it is. So between Tableau and Excel, what I do is just make the dashboard that is. I'd say nine times out of 10, it's custom to whoever wants it. Um, that's that's across industries as well. So there's really, there's no crazy secret. Um, a lot of people like Excel because they're familiar enough with it, but don't want to do all the backend work. Um, so that's where I come in. I just, I, I make the dashboard that suits their needs. Interesting.
1: Interesting. So what do you think is where do you think, so, you know, you're just getting started into real estate, which is part of the reason probably why you're here today. Um, Where do you think, what need are you going to fulfill? Do you think the most as you kind of uh, infiltrate into real estate?
2: I'm going to say it's very similar to what I do for other industries, which is make things palatable. And I've I've said that a hundred times already on this probably. um, But getting a client on board to uh, use you as their agent or making an investment, like the client that I was just mentioning, if you're showing any sort of data to anyone else, whether they're trying to buy from you, sell from you, whatever, it's a whole lot more of an easy conversation when there's visuals and good visuals to go along with it. So that's sort of the need that I go for, again, sort of across industries, it's let's make this easy five-minute process instead of bringing 20 different loose sheets of paper and trying to find specific numbers on each. Let's just use one dashboard. Here it is, Mr. and Mrs. Client Seller. Here's what you're looking for. Here's what you're going to get. And it's all nice right there in front of you.
1: It's interesting. I almost feel like this is probably a conversation that not even a lot of agents even... Uh, entertain because they've never really thought about it. Like I think right. a lot of agents do what's traditional. And I mean, again, you, those that are listening to this aren't looking for traditional means of growing their real estate business. If you did that, no offense to the most of the brokers in the world, but they'll go to your broker because your broker <laughs> will teach you all of the old-fashioned techniques. I'm not saying they don't work, and they're not tried and true. They are but they, it's it's something that's been taught for ages and your competition is much more diluted because everybody's doing it and those that are adopting new strategies are the ones that are the pioneers and the cavaliers and the ones that are leading the way in the industry when it comes to social media when it comes to uh, technology when it comes to this sort of thing so i think this is really interesting so if if somebody was you know said okay i, I really want to check this out what mm-hmm. is the process by for, for doing so do they schedule like a consultation or how does that work
2: yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and just to comment on what you're saying too, it's it's sort of that new age type thing where it's oh here's the new shiny thing, and it it, it is a differentiator, absolutely. Um, and to get more about it, to talk with me, I'd I'd say go to my website is is number one, uh, which is pineapplecf as in consultingfirm dot com.
1: Awesome. And then what what uh, what entails? What entails if they want to do that?
2: So there's a whole bunch of examples on there. And you'll see a bunch of sort of the pretty pictures in the dashboards that, that make things uh, easy to look at. There's also uh, at the bottom of every page is a link to contact me. And what will happen is you can fill out, uh, I use Calendly, so you can fill out a meeting request to chat with me. Um, even if you're just curious about more about what we talked about, I just love talking shop with people. Um, so head to the website,
1: that's in firm.com. And let's chat. I love it. And just so I can give a quick testimonial to, as I'm looking at the, literally looking at the website, as I'm talking to you, uh, you know, it, you actually do a really good job of taking something, uh, you know, boring topic, I would say for most yeah. of us, i most don't nerd out like I do and, <laughs> and make it visually stimulating here. And so I would highly recommend anybody in our audience who says, this is fascinating, Go check out pineapple, C as in cat, F as in frank.com, pineapplecf.com. And check this out. This is interesting because, uh, first of all, it breaks down the process, gather data, visualize, analyze, and then recommend, which is great. Uh, But then, you know, you even give examples of what the end result can look like. And I'm looking Mm -hmm. at some of these, uh, some of these, quote unquote, end results. And man, uh, as a realtor, looking at this stuff, I'm curious, like, how could I take the data so he's even got on left side traditional excel spreadsheet right side what it could look like and i mean i'm a big fan of differentiating that's that's how i've had success in my businesses i've always finding the ways to differentiate i'm telling you what folks this is a differentiator now i have no idea what the cost is and i don't know if jack wants to get into that today because it's probably a per person per client basis but this is fascinating and i think if you are even remotely interested in in differentiating, number one. And if you think that dissecting and displaying the data is in fact important, which I I do believe it 100% is, this, this goes back, Jack, to uh, using traditional email, typing an email, or sending a bomb bomb, right? right? It, this, is, this, is, this is totally parallel. It's the same concept, right? Send traditional email of two or three paragraphs and you're not going to get a whole lot of consumption because everybody's just over it. Yep. send a video where you can display tonality and, and emotion and explain things that you're trying to type because you know how it is you know we, we we get into arguments with our spouses all the time over this because we probably should have just picked up the <laughs> phone right um this is the exact same thing folks um and i think this is this is really cool man this is a it's obviously a, a next level concept and you're out ahead of it with with uh, with pineapple consulting firm so again it's pineapplecf.com. And then there's also uh, below that is a bunch of videos and uh, where Jack's kind of explaining examples, basically the power of seeing your numbers, knowing your numbers, using QuickBooks, visualizing your QuickBooks data, et cetera, et cetera. There's tons of options on here. Uh, at the very worst, I would go check this out. I think this is uh, this is fascinating. So Jack, any, any kind of closing remarks or anything that you want to leave our audience with?
2: Uh, I would just say, thanks so much. I really appreciate the testimony at the, at the end there. Um, and a, it's a great example uh, with the bomb-bomb comparison. I would like how you mentioned the videos on my website because that's the exact comparison that I thought in my head. I could type all this out or I could talk to you about it. And the videos make a big difference and seeing the data makes a big difference too. Um, so I would just say, thanks again, Jeff. This is an awesome, awesome conversation. I had a blast.
1: Awesome. Brother, I appreciate you as well. So again, pineapple consulting firm, the website is pineapplecf.com. From there, you can check out all kinds of stuff. You can schedule a call with Jack. Uh, He's got his email on there. There's a phone number on there. There's FAQs on there. There's pretty much anything and everything you could possibly want. It's a good website. And uh, it's a pineapple on a beach. So that's pretty visually stimulating. That's smart. I get it. I, I get the play there. I like that. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Well done, my friend. Well done. Well, this is Thank cool. You. It's been a good conversation. Good to get to know you. And hopefully this brought a bunch of value to some of uh, some of our audience.
2: Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jeff.
1: This episode of the LabCode Agents podcast is brought to you by RedX, the complete real estate prospecting solution. RedX offers high quality lead data on expireds, for sale by owners, vacant rental property owners, pre-foreclosures, and geo leads, the number one data source for neighborhood prospecting. You can also filter, organize, and call your leads inside Vortex, the all-in-one lead management platform, free with any lead subscription. With RedX, you get more than just phone numbers. You get all the tools you need to connect with more homeowners who are actively looking to sell. RedX is offering our listeners $150 off just go to redx.bz forward slash LCA. That's R E D X dot B Z forward slash LCA to sign up for Red X today.
0: Lab Coat Agents Podcasts.